Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The FCB Radio Network. Hands up for the outlaws. North, south, east, coast to the Cali shore. Cultivating conversations get you on board. Flooded the avenue. Now we're thinking the world's ours. Shout out to King Ken. We know you mastered this. Jessica Lavish. Shutting on some lavish. E-Wiz. They doing the big. Don't reminisce about the radio game. Because it'll never be the same. Welcome to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside E. Will and sitting in for Jessica Lavish today. Our favorite fill-in host. And this is why we keep bringing her back. Nisi. What's going on, Cleveland? How are you? I'm always fabulous as always. All right. Glad to have you back. Glad to be back. E. Will, what's going on with you, sir? Yo. That's that's it? That's all you got? Usually that's about all I do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Welcome back, Nisi. Hey, Boo. How are you doing? I'm all right. Tripping off this uh, topic we're about to talk about. Yes, that we're going to get into in just a minute. But make sure that you stay tuned because coming up, we have an interview, an extended interview with Colin Taylor from the Cleveland Gladiators. A lot of good stuff in that interview. You want to make sure that you stay tuned for that. But to kick this show off, first thing we're going to talk about is... Donald Trump. What but, about him? But not in the sense that you would expect. Right. Not in the sense that, I mean, obviously on this show, we have had uh, a lot of fun at Mr. Trump's expense over the months. Man, and this one's going to be even better. So <laughs> what do we have now? And I, I think, Nisi, the last time you were here, we had a, a Trump yeah, conversation. Yeah, he we? seems to be the topic of discussion every single time. You would think I was part of his campaign. Every time, we talk, every time I'm here, we talk about him. <laughs> e, what so, we got? So, uh, Earlier this week, there is, uh, or there was, some uh, statues uh-huh. erected, pun intended. Well, I was just about to say, uh, <laughs> in five different cities: uh, L.A., uh-huh. San Francisco, Seattle, New York, and our very own Cleveland Heights. Right now, their clay figures, over three hundred pounds of clay, were used mm-hmm. of a nude Donald Trump. With a very small uh, nether regions, I'll say. <laughs> and Very good, sir. And, uh, I like how you did that. that. Like and that. no testicles. You used the technical term, too. Very good. So, uh, and then at the bottom of the uh, statues, there's a little plaque. Now I'm reading this verbatim. The emperor has no balls. <laughs> now it's uh the artist who came up with the concept is goes by in decline he's uh-huh. from cleveland heights 
Uh, and then there's for those of you that don't know, I'm, I'm sure you put it together, but just in case for there's anybody that doesn't know, Cleveland Heights is a suburb of the city of Cleveland. But continue, go ahead. There is a um, a Las Vegas based artist named Ginger who's experienced in constructing monsters for Haunted House. He was commissioned by Indecline, by Indeclined to create the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the guys approached me, it was all because of my monster-making abilities. He said, Trump is just yet another monster, so it was ob- absolutely in my wheelhouse to be able to create these monstrosities. So, okay. <laughs> I don't even know where to start here. Now, let, let me just ask you, because you two are both parents. If, you're, if your child saw that statue, how would you, how would you feel about it? Because he, cause he butt bald naked. So how well, would you feel about I don't know about, about the ball part. I mean, it. That. <laughs> but uh, from what I see, uh, it ain't much that my kids could see. <laughs> missing some areas there. So I was trying to figure out, was that a finger or I don't, I don't know. I just, it can't be a finger because if you look at it, his hands are resting up on his stomach. Wow. It could be a third eye. I don't know. I don't know. So, I mean, you're a parent. Like, how would you feel if your, if your child saw a but I mean, naked. I think I would be more offended the fact that it's Donald Trump than anything else. Like, nobody wants <laughs> yeah. to see. Now, I'm a big dude myself. Nobody wants to see me naked. So why would they want to see his ugly, old, decrepit? They, <laughs> they had a gigantic stomach, like a huge stomach on him. And, like, it was just, it was all kinds of wrong. And he had well, that and even that, the, that macaroni and cheese Crayola color. Like, it was well, disturbing. And then even the, the details are so in-depth to the point where there's wrinkles in the ass cheeks. Like, yeah, that on. was true. Oh, wow. You should have seen the picture with the toes. Now, that, that was, they took it to a whole nother level. There was, oh, no, I didn't see the picture with yeah, the toes. They had the details with the toes, too. Oh, yeah, a couple toenails is broken. Oh, yeah, I, I see that. that, that that's... You need to get it together, man. You have how much money and you can't keep your feet together? But you know, he don't have to. He got that money. Yeah, that's true. But uh, apparently the statues were taken down in each city uh, by local law enforcement or city workers within short periods of time. I know Cleveland Heights, uh, theirs reportedly was taken down within an hour of being put up. Um, The video that I saw of the one in New York showed city workers taking it down and throwing it in the back of a truck face down. <laughs> wow. So um, he was so he was doing this to make a political statement, I'm assuming, right? Uh I would assume so. So so now I wonder what happens to the statues now. They'll probably be destroyed. destroyed. If they're not already destroyed, I'm sure. Were they taken out they were taken out from all cities, right? Yes, yes. I believe so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. That was that was disturbing and I hope I had never have to see that again. Now, coming up, stay tuned. Oh, wait, here I found something. Go ahead. Hurry up. We got 30 seconds. uh, This is from Huffington Post. Uh, They reached out to Indecline to learn about their motivation behind the project, specifically the lack of testicles in their artistic (laughs) interpretation. (laughs) We decided to depict Trump without his balls because we refuse to acknowledge that he is a man, Indecline responded. Wow. He is a small, arrogant child and thus has nothing in the way of testicles. Wow. Shade upon shade upon shade. I don't even know what to say to that one. All right. Stay tuned. When we come back, we have a What Irks My Nerves segment. And make sure that you stay locked in for Colin Taylor from the Cleveland Gladiators coming up later. You are listening to The Outlaws. The Outlaws Radio Show on the FCB Radio Network. More than 5,000 kids and teens in this country die on the streets each year. They die from disease 
abuse, and even suicide. And they are dying right here in Northeast Ohio. And the sad thing is, they don't have to end up as a statistic or be miserable and hurting. Because caring people like you can help them with a donation of time, money, or outreach supplies. We are Stand Up For Kids, a national 501c3 not-for-profit. The mission of Stand Up For Kids is to help homeless and at-risk kids and youths under age 24 improve their lives. And volunteers and donors are the ones who carry out that mission in cities across America. There are three ways that you can help our cause, by providing supplies for homeless kids, by volunteering, or a cash donation. Think of the young people in your own life, nieces, nephews, sons, daughters, and grandkids. Now think of them alone on the streets. Would you want someone to help them survive and give them hope? Visit us online at standupforkids.org slash Cleveland. Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside E. Will and Nisi sitting in for Jessica Lavish this week. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Outlaws Radio and follow us on Twitter at Outlaws Radio and make sure that you stay tuned. Coming up next, we have an interview with Colin Taylor from the Cleveland Gladiators. But for right now, we have the segment that we like to call What Really irks my nerves and today i am the one with the rant say what so this doesn't happen often it really doesn't it sure doesn't i'm surprised i can't wait to see what this one's about right usually e you and jessica are the ones that have more to complain about (laughs) (laughs) don't judge me (laughs) but okay so the thing that really irks my nerves is when people on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, this, that, and the third, people who feel like they are so deep and so conscious and so intelligent with their thoughts, but then when they're talking, they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. It drives me nuts because these are the same people that will challenge you and say, well, you need to go read or you need to go study. Didn't you look it up? I saw it on YouTube. It's like, are you serious? Nobody wants to do their homework. And you know what? I, I'm, I understand that. If... You don't know what you don't know. I get that. I'm okay with that. Ignorance is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a lack of knowledge. It just means you don't know something. But when I present you with information to change your way of thinking and you still don't do it, that tells me you're intellectually lazy. Stop talking to me. Stop wasting my time. When you get there and you act like you're such an authority on this topic and you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. So obviously by me giving this rant, that means this just happened recently. I was in a a Facebook debate. I'm not going to get into the details of what it was because that will take too long. But the guy was saying stuff that was absolutely ridiculous, completely and totally false. And he's the one that has the audacity to challenge someone else's intelligence. Well, Well, you need to go read more. I'm like, where did you get that from? YouTube? You see that on TMZ, like where you read in the comments section of a newspaper, like what are you doing? And so that it drives me nuts. It, you know, it just shuts down all conversation. I'm like, you know what? You're an idiot. Stop wasting my time. I have better things to do with my time. So that just drives me nuts. Wow. First off, you're always making friends on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Or losing them. Right. Right. um, That seems to be the trend lately. (laughs) I know, right? But you know what? People, some people are closed-minded and they're not willing or wanting to see the other side of a situation. They just know what they know and that's it. And unfortunately, 
that is, unfortunately, that's kind of like a, it doesn't help the situation at all. You know, you have your opinion, I have my opinion, and it is what it is. We need to learn to choose to agree to disagree. It it, it just, and, and honestly... Your opinion and someone else's opinion makes the world go round. Nobody's going to ever be right on a situation. So stop trying to force your way upon someone else. That is what it is. Exactly. You know, so that's what I hate. I I hate that because, you know, I could have a conversation with people that I vehemently disagree with on on anything. Right. You know, as long as it's respectful and you respect where I'm coming from, I'm always going to respect where you're coming from as long as you're not an idiot. So (laughs) we can you know what I mean? We can have I don't have a problem with disagreement. Some people have such a big big issue with disagreements that it's like you can't you don't you're not emotionally able or mentally mature enough to handle someone who disagrees with you on an issue right i can have a conversation with anybody that disagrees just be respectful right and you're absolutely right you absolutely have that one and hit the nail on the head on that one um just sometimes with me (laughs) i don't agree with a lot of people sometimes all the time (laughs) But at the end of the day, like you said, it's about respect. Right. You know, you have to respect someone's issues. You got to respect someone's boundaries. And a lot of times in today's market, no one seems to know how to do that anymore. And that's sad. That's really sad. And and they think social – and me, I personally don't do arguments on Facebook. That's just me. If you have an issue with me, (laughs) come see me. Don't come (laughs) to Facebook on me. I'll see you after the show. Huh? I'll see you after the show. Right. Come <laughs> holler at me. You know, because at the end of the day, we're adults. So if you have something to say, say it to me. Don't hide behind social media. And well, that seems to be the thing these days. And the thing that kills me is like when you have a conversation with someone and you're having a debate and then all of a sudden it gets real personal real quick because you're losing the argument. Right. It's like you it didn't even have to go there. But if you're willing to take it there, then, you know, I ain't never one to run. Run from nothing. I take it there if you want to go there. Right, you know they saying? be all in their feelings. Right, it's like, come on, but you know what? You I know that's unnecessary. Exactly. It is. It really is, and it's petty. Yes. and it's childish. Right, just, and that's exactly just because what I was someone else's opinion differs from your own. And because right. and you said that, you know, people don't seem to be able to do that nowadays, and there's a reason why. It's because there's a bunch of mental midgets running around. There's a bunch of people who are mentally immature they're they're mentally and emotionally they're children and they're overly sensitive that's yes. that's a big yeah, trend the past few years in yeah. this country that's like, been happening yeah you're right about that you, you, do you, you think you, it's because of social media is opening up a door for them to be that I, way? I think i think it's part of it it's like social media i have a love-hate relationship with social media i love it because first of all if you're in our business you have to be active on social media you don't have a choice that's how you build your your brand that's how you build your name you need to that's how you grab people to be in your audience, and that's how you keep in contact with the people that already follow you. So social media is important in that regard. On the flip side, the negative part of it is that it gives everyone a platform to spot out whatever word vomit that they choose to use on that particular day. So it elevates everyone's idiotic opinion, no matter how stupid it is. So that's, I mean, social media has a lot to do with it. Yeah. It does. I agree. No, and, and to go along with what you were originally saying is, I I I'm with you on that. I can't stand it when somebody wants to 
try to form or base their opinion off of things that they see on Facebook or YouTube. Instead of going out and doing your own research, right. you're going to sit there and watch and read and listen to what everybody else's opinions are, right. and you're just going to agree with them or form your opinion based off of what there is with a few little tweaks of your own. Exactly. Like, that. that's the easy way out, you know. And then, like, even there's been times, like like we said, or like you two said, uh, when you can't agree with somebody, to be a grown person, to be the mature adult is to agree to a disagree. Now, I'll put it out there. There's been a few times, whether on air or off air, myself and Darvio, we've gone at it and argued about a couple topics. Mm -hmm. And there's been a few times where I'm eventually. Usually right, but. <laughs> see? I see what you did there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, there, and I was just about to give him props on that too, but he, uh, no, I don't think I want to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that there was a specific topic that, you know, we both felt strongly about. But then once he explained, like, down the actual intricacies of why he felt the way he felt and why we weren't going to talk about that topic, it made sense to me when I put aside how I felt. Right. You know, but people nowadays don't know how to do that. It's their way or no way. Right. And that's how you become very close-minded mm -hmm. to things that are going on around you you know just in general and, and and you know what and that's that's i can respect that that's one of the things that i respect when we had those conversations you know what i mean it's always still a level of respect but it's also you're not closed-minded you know what i mean it, it is a matter of i don't i don't i don't tell anybody what to think right you know think whatever you want to think what i care about is just that you think and that you have all of the facts from both sides before you form your opinion. Because right. that, to me, that is an informed opinion. When you take one side and the other and you look at them both and then you form your opinion based on the facts at hand. So, again, I don't have a problem with disagreeing with somebody. If you, like, come and say, okay, you know what? This is how I feel about this situation because this, this, and this. And I'm like, all right, well, have you looked at it like this, this, and this? Right. You may or may not still agree with me. That's fine. But at least you're being fair. And that's the one thing that I respect. So, that, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's never just about, oh, you can't disagree with somebody. You know what I mean? Me and, me and E, I mean, we don't disagree often because we're very similar right. as people. But when it does happen, I mean, it's still, it ain't that deep. It's not that serious. And it's not always about who's right and who's wrong. And that's what pe people fail right. to realize. Exactly. Right. Because when you're closed-minded, not only are you closing yourself off from... <laughs> other people you're closing yourself off from the world you're not really getting to learn anything or getting that knowledge that you need to form an opinion it's and it's sad it's really 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 sad exactly and um you know in the way that you guys i sit and i watch your your both of you guys and your banter and things like that and and you guys do have very similar things, but they're different, too, you know, in the way they're presented. You know, Darby has that really smooth way of presenting it. He just, he just presents it. <laughs> right. He is, he is raw and uncut. Right. right raw yeah. and uncut and unfiltered. <laughs> but that's Call one me thing Mr. I no love filter. about you guys because that's the type of thing that you we guys We balance have. each other out. You do. You really do. <laughs> So stay tuned. Coming up next is our interview with Colin Taylor from the Cleveland Gladiators. You're listening to The Outlaws. The Outlaws Radio Show on the FCB Radio Network. 
This is Jessica Lavish with The Outlaws. We know that racism still exists in our country, but what about slavery? Human trafficking, a form of modern-day slavery, is where people profit from the control and exploitation of others by means of force, fraud, and coercion. Tragically, no country, community, or individual is immune from the vast injustice. Human trafficking is driven by demand. Instead of contributing to the problem, we can be part of the solution. If we eliminate the demand, we eliminate human trafficking. For more information, follow hashtag demand no more. Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside E. Will and Nisi sitting in for Jessica Lavish this week. And we have a special guest in the building, a star wide receiver from the Cleveland Gladiators, my homeboy, Colin Taylor. What's going on, man? How you doing? Man, just glad to be here. Appreciate the intro. We, uh, it's funny, we've been talking about doing this for, for six months now. Right. And, uh, you know, we lost last week. I'm unemployed and, and my uh, schedule opened up a little bit. So I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad we could work this out. Right. So talk a little bit about the, about the game last week, about the, the experience. I mean, it's, it has to be cool on the one hand to be in the playoffs, but then to have it in, that has to suck. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we faced off against the Arizona Rattlers, who are now obviously in the Arena Bowl, uh, coming up next week on, on ESPN. So everybody can check that out. But, uh, we don't have a, a great history playing the Arizona Rattlers. Two years ago, uh, if people remember, we, we lost the playoff, uh, excuse me, the Arena Football, um, championship game, the Arena Bowl by about 95 points, um, here in Cleveland. We Posted it had the best right. record of all time, and then they beat us pretty bad there on national TV, embarrassing us. So we came back. Uh, we had them in the conference fi- uh, conference finals last weekend um, in Arizona, man, and we were stoked to stoked to go out there and get revenge. And uh, that didn't happen. They embarrassed us for a second time on national TV. So you could say they have our number. Uh, it was exciting to get is there. It just a bad matchup, or uh, you know, I don't know what it is. It's it's one of those things that the Arizona Rattlers win a lot of games by being the Arizona Rattlers, right? Kind of like the Patriots. You know, you, you go in kind of already down, right? Playing a right. team like that. Um, but they they have a good game plan. They got they got some of the best players in the league. Um, and they've also been a lot of those guys have played together for for five, six, and seven years, which is which is impressive in the Arena Football League because a lot of guys are on one or two year contracts, so right. a lot of guys bounce all over the place. That quarterback's been there for five or six years. Some of their receivers have been there for that long. Um, so whenever you have a, you know a, a team, you you have camaraderie like that um, and teamwork like they do. I mean, they're they're going to be tough to uh, tough to beat any time. So. Talk a little bit about the experience of being a arena football player. You mentioned that a lot of times uh, players typically don't stick around very long in the AFL. Um, talk about like what for people who aren't familiar with it. What is it like to be an AFL player? Yeah, so I I love it. You know, obviously it's one of those things that we all are still playing professional football um, because we're talented enough, and and we all know that. And everybody is trying to eventually get to the NFL, or some of these guys have already spent time in the NFL, so they're trying to get back. Um, it's just one of those things where a lot of guys who are playing are playing because they absolutely love it. You know, they're they're not playing uh, because the one and two million dollar contracts because we don't have that. Um, but they're playing because they love the game and, and because the game has been so good to them. Me personally, I've had so many great experiences through playing football. Um, it's, so it's one of those things that I'm continuing to play at an elite level, at a high level. I'm going to do it as long as I can. If the NFL calls tomorrow, I'll go and join them. But if not, uh, I've had a great run in the AFL and hopefully will for the next couple of years. Um, 
guys come together six months a year. We don't have all the kind of off-season training that some of these other leagues have. So it's you got to come in ready to go. You got to you got to work your work your butt off on your own in those six months of the off-season. Um, and then as soon as you come in, you got to be ready to roll. And they bring in only thirty-five guys, and you get two weeks to knock it down to twenty-four, and then you play. You play uh, 20 weeks, 18 games, and then the playoffs with those 21 guys who, who made the team. Um, and it's awesome. I love it. It's, uh, if you haven't seen the sport, it's, it's, it's on a 50-yard field instead of a 100-yard field. Uh, eight guys instead of, instead of 11. Um, you're getting hit every play. Uh, it's fast. It's, it's a lot of points. Um, I'm coming off of a, a season where I scored uh, 47 touchdowns a couple years ago, and you know, which is just unheard of in, in the outdoor game. Um, so that's cool. You get to do stuff like that. Um, and also, we're so close to the fans. Literally, you know, you've been to games. It, right. it, I, I can hear everything everybody has to say about about my about my mother, about my father, about <laughs> you know. I can hear all that from these people. So if you guys have said it, I've heard it. Right. Um, but you know, playing at home in front of the queue, uh, Cleveland's got some of the best fans in the AFL. We we play in front of nine, ten thousand people at the queue every week. Uh, which is incredible, and yeah, that's uh, pretty high in attendance. Yeah, me, so. it's either it's either first or second. Um, I know Arizona brings a lot of people, but we 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 pack the queue uh, every week, and so so we love playing at home. Unfortunately, because the RNC, we played the last nine games on the road, uh, which sounds cool, right? Traveling and all that, but you know, getting home on a Tuesday morning and having to leave Thursday right. night and fly all over the place, it it uh, it wasn't great. It, it take a, took a toll on us, and I think kind of all all you know culminated there at the end for that for that last game of the year in Arizona. well yeah as a season ticket holder i wasn't too crazy about that either right 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 <laughs> i could imagine so we're talking with colin taylor from the cleveland gladiators he will so um what was it like back in 2014 when you guys went 17 and 1 and did go to the arena bowl um i mean granted like you said <clears throat> it didn't pan out the way we all wanted darvio and myself were at the game uh what was that like that year I actually forget the game. It's one of those things that I've completely blocked out of my memory. I don't even remember what happened. Um, but no, I mean, it was incredible. It was just one of those teams that like very early on, you could, you could tell that we had the guys to be able to do it. We were just going to have to put it together. Um, that season, we, we won six games in the last play of the game, which is wild. Three of them kicks, three of them Hail Marys. Um, it was just one of those things that, uh, I think it was almost divine intervention. You know what I mean? We, we had the guys come together. We played everybody close. We, uh, like you said, 17-1. At the time, uh, 27 years in the Arena Football League, nobody had ever done that. So, uh, you know, after that season, we were the most winning team, of, you know, in Arena Football history, which, which is cool. And that'll, nobody can take that away from us. Um, we, we had a lot of breakout stars. Uh, the thing about that year, and, and I've talked about it a lot, is everybody on that team was was losers right everybody had had been on the bench everybody had been a, you know a backup or a third string and, and our starting quarterback who ended up being second team all arena um he was he was the backup quarterback for the first three years of his professional career and uh you know he came out and 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 uh, Shane Austin it was his name he came out he was second team all arena we had a we had a nose guard Willie McGinnis who was also an all arena guy same thing was was second and third on on the depth chart um you know coming coming out of, out of college and and professionally and myself I I didn't get to see the field for for two or three years um I just had a coach who believed in me and and believed in what I could do and uh, I had a pretty good year that that year myself and so it was just something man everybody was so thirsty to win because nobody had won before um so when it came down to it it was we played four full quarters if we needed five if we needed six quarters, we did that, and uh, we won a lot of a lot of football games. So that's something that that I'll never forget was that was that fourteen year. Now, uh, dating back to as far back as college, uh, you had went from receiver in high school to at one point they uh, made you a free safety. Which do you like to play more, offense or defense? 
I love scoring touchdowns, right? Ch- chicks dig right. touchdowns. Or, or so, <laughs> so I've heard. So, so I've heard. Um, so I love that part about it. Um, but playing at the collegiate level, it was, you know, the offense had to be. It was one of those things. It was, you know, as a receiver, you have to run this, this depth. You have, to, you have to be there by this certain time. You, had, you know, it was all very specific. They flipped me to defense. Uh, and they, they told me, well, just, you know, line up wherever you want and then just like end by the football. So it was just one of those things where you play with so much more freedom, right? And I really liked that at the time because um, I had come from so much structure that I went over to the other side and, and all I had to do was, you, you know, you're, you're an all-star if you end by the football 12 or 15 times a game, you know? So I loved playing defense. Um, when I had the opportunity to play professionally, the first team I made, I actually made it as a defensive back. But I told him, you know, I've, I've been playing receiver for eight years and I've been playing defensive back for eight games. So it was one of those things where they gave me a shot at receiver, I succeeded at receiver, and then there was no, there was no real looking back. Um, and it's been good in the Arena Football League because you don't dress a ton of people. You don't really dress a, a backup at every position. So I've had to play defensive back. I've played corner. I've played linebacker um, in the Arena Football League. So that's been good that I had that experience in college and I could carry that over professionally. More with Colin Taylor when we come back here on The Outlaws. The Outlaws Radio Show on the FCB Radio Network. My name is Rakim and I'm 16 years old. My name is Jamonte and I'm 15. My name is Ed and I'm 14. Why don't you smoke? You can lose one in your lungs and you can get a hole in your throat. The reason why I don't smoke, I play basketball and football and I have to get a lot of air in my lungs for me to be able to run up and down the court and up and down the field. I think about what it does. What if I die earlier than I expect or what if things start to happen that I don't want to happen a message from fcb entertainment the eyes have it media group and tobacco free kids welcome back to the outlaws this is the kingpin alongside e will and nisi and we are still here with from the cleveland gladiators colin taylor now you mentioned earlier um, about the difference in the size of the field in the arena game yes sir um Talk for explain to people who aren't familiar with the game. What kind of difference does that bring to the game because of the the difference in the field? Yeah, you'll. I've seen a lot of guys. You know, I've been playing arena football for six years. I've seen a lot of guys who've had a lot of success outdoors, and then they come indoors and they couldn't really figure out the game. Right, the the walls always there. Like we had mentioned, there's a you know there, there's less people on the on the on the field. And then I've seen some guys who've been really su- successful indoors who go outdoors and and they can't get open or they can't you know they can't catch a pass or they don't know what to do with all that field. Um, it really is a very specific skill set for people to be good at playing arena football. Um, the biggest thing is that there's walls indoors, right? And you can you can't just run out of bounds. So a lot of these guys, you know, you you kind of you gotta kind of have the testosterone testosterone fortitude. I don't right. believe I said that right. To <laughs> be able to catch a ball flipping over a wall, right, and knowing right. concrete's on the other side, or knowing that you know what I mean, uh, uh, a gentleman with a beer is standing on the other side, and you still have to make a catch, right. even though you get nachos and beer spilled on. You know, it's one of those things that that like you have to have a very specific skill set, and it takes a while for people to get good at it. But you'll also see once people get good at it you'll see them do just incredible things. We had a receiver, uh, you know, have over 2,000 yards receiving this year. We've had guys score 50 touchdowns in a season. We've had, you know, quarterbacks throw um, multiple thousands of yards. I mean, it really is it, it really is exceptional to see some of these guys who have figured the game out um, and, and, and been able to see, see them succeed. So, you know, some of these guys who you see in the NFL, these 4-1, 4-2, 4-3 speed guys who are really good in the open field, you come indoors and, 
and you don't really have a chance to open up. They don't really have a chance to ever have to sprint 40 yards full speed because you know you you only play on 50 yard fields. So uh, it takes a very specific skill set, like I keep mentioning, um, and it just takes some time. There's definitely a learning curve. It took me a while to kind of figure it out. Uh, you know, two or three years of playing the game before I actually started to figure out when I was looking up where the wall was going to be and when it was going to hit me, you know, or when I was coming across the middle, where the linebacker, where the safety was going to be. It took me a trip to the hospital before I finally realized, Ooh. oh, okay, so I can't I can't look up at that spot because there's going to be a, be a guy standing right there who's, who's going to hit me, you know. And, and I think kind of when you wake up in the hospital, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, let me go back on the film and make sure I never do that again. And so, uh, knock on wood, I've been successful since then and, and haven't had an issue like that. But, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's really interesting to see guys who, who, you know, try to make the transition and either be really super successful or – I've seen a lot of times uh, people haven't been able to be very successful indoors. Uh, another difference with arena football, for those out there who have, may not have seen or been to a game, what's it like with the fact that um, there's nets at the back of the end zone where you can catch the ball even after it hits the net? Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's so cool. I think it's so cool that they came up with that so many years ago because, you know, you'll see a kickoff in the NFL. They'll just be able to kick out of bounds or they'll be able to, you know, you'll be able to kick in the end zone and the guys can, can uh, you know, can take a knee. In our game, kickers will kick it off that net, and once that thing hits the net, anything's possible, right? So it can bounce off a bar. It, it becomes live. It can bounce off the net. It becomes live. Um, and then when you're, when you're playing offense, it adds a little different dynamic too because the Hail Mary in our game is not just – chuck the ball 60 yards down the field and hope uh, hope it drops in a receiver's hands. Here, quarterbacks will actually aim to throw it off the net, you know, throw it um, at the you know upper right corner because with the trajectory of the pass it's going to come down to the right corner or throw it to the left. You know, there's 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 specifics that come along with having that net there. Also, overthrows in the end zone, right? If they bounce off the net, that is also live. So you'll see some you'll see some really incredible plays by by some of these guys. Uh, balls bouncing off nets and bouncing off bars and all that stuff. And uh, it takes a while. Once again, it's another one of those things. It takes a while to get used to. But once you figure it out, you can really uh, you really know where that ball is going to come off when you see it in the air, uh, getting ready to come off the net. We're talking with Colin Taylor from the Cleveland Gladiators. Uh, talk a little bit about the league itself. One of the things that I've been happy to see is the growth of the league. It's like you guys are, are getting uh, games on national television mm-hmm. now. Uh, you're getting coverage on ESPN and things like that. Talk about where where the league has gone from when you started and where you see it going. Yeah, I, when I started in 2010 uh, – the league had just come back from a big time strike, uh, from a big uh, game stoppage, and, and that was tough for people in the league. Uh, the team, the the teams, none of the teams, none of the guys played in two thousand nine. So when they came back in two thousand ten, everybody was thirsty, everybody was excited, but also some of these national these national channels, these broadcasters, didn't want to pick up our our games because they didn't think that there was any staying factor. You know, we've we've been here for six years now. We've added teams. Uh, we just picked up a team in, in Washington D.C. Um, called the Washington Valors. They'll start next year for the first team um we're talking about expanding you know to a couple more teams in texas a couple more teams on the on the west coast so any of that is is really exciting for us and also the fact that espn came to us and wanted to put our put our games on tv is awesome because that's not only good exposure for the league but it's great exposure for these players trying to get get back you know into upper leagues whether it be the cfl or the nfl um and i've seen guys play really well on national tv and get a call from the nfl and 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 be gone the next week so that's awesome for us as players, uh, we're in a really good spot as a league because all our owners are big time owners. The, you know, the, uh, Cleveland Cavs owner, Dan Gilbert owns us. Um, and he's, he's done some really good things. Um, you know, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley on the LA Kiss. 
Um, obviously, a lot of people know know that name, and um, a lot a lot of teams now that come in will have NFL, NBA, NHL owners, uh, and that's just big for the league because they know exactly what they're going to do, and and uh, those teams are you know obviously going to stick around for a while with owners like that. Cool. Would you mind if we bring you back for one more segment, sir? Absolutely. All right. Like I said, I'm unemployed, so I got time. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on The Outlaws. The Outlaws Radio Show on the FCB Radio Network. This is Jessica Lavish with The Outlaws. We know that racism still exists in our country, but what about slavery? Human trafficking, a form of modern-day slavery, is where people profit from the control and exploitation of others by means of force, fraud, and coercion. Tragically, no country, community, or individual is immune from the vast injustice. Human trafficking is driven by demand. Instead of contributing to the problem, we can be part of the solution. If we eliminate the demand, we eliminate human trafficking. For more information, follow hashtag Tag demand no more. Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside E. Will and Nisi sitting in for Jessica Lavish. We are here still with Colin Taylor from the Cleveland Gladiators. E. Will, you had a question. Oh, um, so this one is to kind of get Miss Nisi over here involved a little bit. Okay. Uh, the last time Miss Nisi was on our show, uh, obviously you guys out there listening to the show, you can't see Mr. Colin Taylor, but like myself, he is a white guy. Um, and Miss Nisi did mention she was on her little <laughs> kick. She like she she had a thing for white guys. Yeah. So sorry. for Miss Nisi and uh, all the females out there, are you single? <laughs> Is that to me or her? That, that is to you, you Mr. That Colin Taylor. You. Yes, I am. You know, I'm so focused on my career, right? I like that, that, I'm, I'm, that I don't. I don't really even have time for all that. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't contest for the ladies out there that Mr. Colin is. More oh, He's he gets the Mr. Colin gets. I do. I do appreciate the that. Seal of approval. I do appreciate right? that. He gets the seal of approval. Oh yes. <laughs> now, uh, for this season, to, back on a serious note, for this season that just ended, uh, you did get second team all offense honors. Uh, what does that mean to you? Man, that's awesome. That, that's something that I've been, I've been working for. Uh, for everybody who's not familiar with that, it's basically like, uh, you know, first and second team kind of all-star teams that some of these other leagues have, that some of these other leagues have, uh, voted strictly on, you know, by the coaches. Um, it's, it's stat, it's stats based, but it's also, you know, how you kind of performed, um, throughout the season against whoever these, these coaches are who are voting. Um, so it's, it's just a complete honor for me to, to, to get an award like this because, you know, I, I know that I've been good enough to, to receive things like this. Um, I know I've had coaches who, who know that. And, you know, after, after last season, a, a lot of people said, uh, you know, they think I should have earned either first or second team. Um, statistically, I, I was second best in the league um, in all beast, the major dude. receiving categories. You were, beast, uh, but for some reason they didn't. You know, they maybe thought it was a fluke or it was it was a one time thing. So you know, coming back and proving that this year that I can play, um, that just meant so much to me for these you know these coaches to get together and and vote on that. Um, and that's an honor that that nobody can ever take from me. So uh, so I'm very happy to receive that award. So coming up, you are going to China, correct? Going to China. Yeah, so, yeah. So what's what's going on in China? So that's a that's a this is going to be a pretty awesome situation. Uh, this is actually the inaugural season of the CAFL, which is the Chinese Arena Football League. Um, basically, some of the owners in Philadelphia 
took uh, took some players over a few years ago and played played a game in Beijing, um, an arena football game uh, with our rules, and they had something like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen thousand people there at the game. Um, wow. And so they saw that and they said, That's "Well, we, we can really do something with this." They they love the game. They also you know love seeing some of the athletes that were over there. You know, some of these six seven, six eight. Uh, six nine guys who are three hundred and three hundred fifty pounds. Like they don't see a lot of people like that. Um, so they they had a, a the first ever CAFL draft. Um, just a couple weeks ago, I got drafted in the in the fifth round of the Beijing Lions. Congratulations! Um, thank you, Congrats. thank you very much. So I'll be going over there September fifteenth. We have a couple weeks of of training camp, and then. And then we play every weekend. We play a game a weekend um, in every city that there's a team. So it's, it's basically all exhibition games this year to kind of just spread the word. So we, we won't really have home teams and away teams. Um, everybody travels together. Everybody practices together, which I think will be the coolest part. Because um, I'm going over there with, with some, some of my closest friends who I've played with here in Cleveland, some guys from Iowa, but also some guys you know who I respect who play in Philadelphia and Arizona and some of these other teams. Um, so I'll get to know them pretty well as players um, you know that I'm playing with on 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 my own team and then I'll be practicing with all the other guys um you know in from America and then all the other guys who are who are imported players from from China so it'll be such a cool opportunity I'll, I'll room with a Chinese player um uh, a Chinese speaking player so I'm sure I'll learn a lot about the culture right. like I said we travel every week we go to a ton of different cities um you know I I just finished reading I, I got an email that, that was about three pages of you know just what to expect when you're over there things like you know if somebody hands you a business card make sure you grab it with two hands right uh oh, don't yeah. uh don't bow to anybody which I don't I don't know why anybody would do that anyway so like be normal is basically what it was saying um but you know some of these things like uh if somebody toasts at a at a dinner um you know make sure you finish your drink that's one so i I don't know what they're drinking over there but i hope it's you know i i I hope they're things that i can i can finish over and over and over again um but i'm stoked man it's it's a all expenses paid trip to china um and i'm getting paid to play football and i'm getting i'm getting paid to you know teach some of these players the game that i love so much and that i've been playing for so long um it's just gonna be such an awesome experience i can't wait to get over there that's dope how many uh weeks or months will you be I'll be over there uh, for eight weeks, uh, two weeks of training camp, six weeks we'll play, and then I think maybe an extra week of kind of a playoff or all-star game format. Um, but I'll, I'll be home November, um, so I'll miss, I'll miss Halloween at home, which is always cool because I, I like seeing my, you know, my niece and nephew uh, right. dress up and I can run around the, the neighborhood with them. Um, but besides that, I'll still be home for the holidays, and then I'll be able to relax when I get home and then be ready to play another, another arena football league season uh, come February. Awesome. That's what's up, man. Let everybody know how to get in contact with you on social media. Yeah, you can find me all over. So it's 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 Colin Taylor on Facebook. Also have an athlete page. Um, it's called uh, the Real CT Athlete Page. Uh, the Real CT on Instagram. Colin underscore Taylor on Twitter. Uh, hit me up on any of those. I I love having conversations with people. Um, you know who, who want to know more about the game and want to know about more about me and or all that kind of stuff. So hit me up on any of those. Um, you know, and, and we can all stay in touch. All right, E, did you have one more question? Uh, real quick, <clears throat> I know you seem to have a pretty full schedule, so free time is probably few and far between. Uh, do you ever, have you ever, or have you wanted to ever do fantasy football? Yeah, absolutely. That's something I do with uh, with some buddies back at home. Um, you know, I, I, I love doing it. It makes Sundays that much more fun. It's, it's definitely something I'm interested in. So this year, if you had the first overall pick, who are you taking? Who am I taking first over? Yeah, that's, that's a really a good, good question. question. Um, 
I, I usually am at a place in the draft where I take a guy like, you know, PPR leagues, like a guy like my man Julian Edelman. We were kind of talking about him a little bit earlier. Um, you know, some of these, some of these running backs, some of these quarterbacks, uh, you know, maybe a guy like, uh, Jamal Charles might be up there. Um, you know, I can't really even think because I haven't, I haven't spent a lot of time looking into it. Uh, been so focused on arena football, um, that I haven't Makes really sense. been able to look at, yeah, look at NFL football. Um, you know, a guy like, Des Bryant would be up there pretty high, but I think you got to go running back first overall. You know, right? isn't that what a lot of a lot of people do? They're actually starting to stray that. away from that that mindset. Is that right? The top two names that are floated out there right now are Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham. Oh yeah, both both would be big time picks, especially Antonio Brown. I mean, watching that guy, I, we played him in college, being at IU. Um, he actually returned a, a, a punt against us and backpedaled the last twenty five yards and, and pointed at everybody chasing him. So that's like uh, one of my favorite Antonio Brown stories. Um, and yes, I was the one chasing after him and you know, I mean, trying to grab. Uh, so Antonio Brown's an incredible athlete. Uh, yeah, he he would definitely be a, an awesome pick for us. Oh yeah, I had him on my team last year. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have went to the championship in my league. Well, there you go. There you go. All right, and uh, last question for me is since we do have an NFL team in town, um, do you guys interact much with the Cleveland Browns? Um, do you, you know, go out kicking it, stuff like that? Sure. You know, we, we don't have a, 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 a ton of relationships with the guys. Uh, we have some players who are from the area, you know, and, and some of the some of the Browns who are from the area. Um, they hang out together a little bit. Um, you know, we don't really have um, ownerships who who know each other very well or anything like that. Um, a couple times we've been invited up to training camp, and we've been to training camp a couple times. I've played against some of these guys in college, so I know some of the guys. Um, but when when I'm heading out, uh, they're not really my my first phone call. Um, but, you know, I, I know guys like uh, my buddy Joe Finnessy knows a lot of these guys uh, really well. You know, Joe Hayden and some of those guys from being around. Um, obviously, all the Glenville guys. I, I played I played ball with a couple Glenville guys. Um, so I know of a ton of guys. But personally, I don't have a ton of relationships with them. Uh, but I definitely cheer for them now, you know, being in Cleveland for, for three years. Um, I'm always cheering on my Colts. I'm always cheering on the Browns. So those are a couple teams who, uh, you know, they, they I've I've kind of been uh, roped into to liking them. And, and I'm, I'm always rooting for them and hoping, uh, hoping the best for them. All right, last question, Ian. We got to go. um, this one was actually from a coworker of mine. He plays semi-pro football. Yeah. Um, he wants. He was wondering, for somebody like him, what would he have to do? You know, he doesn't have any college experience with football. How would he go about maybe trying to break into the uh, arena football league? Man, I uh, I commend him for what he what he does. I, I I spent some time coaching a semi-pro football a couple summers ago, and and man, those guys love the game, and and that's that's a really tough way to to kind of try to get into professional football. But I've definitely seen it. I've definitely seen people who do that. Um, you'll see with our league, we have two or three open tryouts um, every off season. That, so that would be something for him. I know they they have a big workout up there uh, at our practice facility in, in the rain, um, and they'll do it two three times during the winter, and and basically just get guys out. They'll time them. They'll work them out, and then you know it's it's all one on one drill. So uh, you know, keep to keep telling him to to perfect his craft, uh, get as good as he can at what he does, and then when one of these workouts pop up, uh, to go to one of them and and, and show his stuff. Because I've seen some guys who have who've made the team from open workouts. I've seen some guys who've been very successful at the professional level just from getting picked up from open workouts. So uh, best of luck to him, and uh, you know, tell him to keep working hard and, and get to one of those things, and, and hopefully it all works out for him. All right, one more time, let everybody know how to get in contact with you. Thank you. Yeah, like we said earlier, Colin Taylor on Facebook, uh, The Real CT Athlete page also on there. Um, The Real CT, at The Real CT on Instagram, and Colin underscore Taylor on Twitter. I'm on all those all the time, so hit me up. All right, thanks, man, for joining us, man. We really appreciate 
you coming by and spending some time with us, bro. Absolutely. Yeah, nope. No place I'd rather be than here. At, well, I'm going to the bar next, but after right. the bar, this is the place I'd rather <laughs> Have a couple drinks for me. Right. Yeah, you got <laughs> it. All right. We're out of here. We'll see you next week. Peace. Radio Show on the FCB Radio Network.